Today we are going to talk. Um, um, I, I, our topic that I decided to talk about is uh, how we can um, um, respond, not react, when we are in you know dealing with high emotions. And high emotions um, usually um, comes when you are dealing with conflicts or you are dealing with another individual that it's uh, you are unable to let's just say not compatible to communicate well. Okay, so. Um, I would like to discuss about how could we um, um, prevent conflicts, prevent having the outburst that is very easy to come. It's easy to get angry and it takes a long time to bring the emotion down, correct? So that's basically what's the bottom line here. And um, um, to be able to consciously react, not to react and respond, it's, it can be very challenging for individuals. And that's why um, I'm going to like give an example, for instance. Uh, for instance, um, example is, um, let's say um, you are communicating. Let's just say something that happened recently. I was communicating with a person. Obviously, I practice law, so I communicate with a lot of people all the time. And I do divorce and immigration, as you know. So I do have to deal with conflicts, people's conflicts. So I hear a lot of, uh, you know, perception of one, one person's perception versus the other person's perception. So um, in a meeting, uh, I was discussing um, um, one party expressed that um, it's going to be difficult to parent when you have to go find a job or get a job mm-hmm. and uh, and um, you know uh, that person felt that they may be better to just be a caregiver and um, and being a caregiver provides the ability to care for children and then you know maybe it's not a good idea to even work and a parent who is working may not be able to parent because they're working so um, that was a perception, but then uh, you know I you know the other parent felt that you know maybe that's not the case. They can be doing the same thing, and having uh, parenting, um, as long as you know they're responsible and they're able to care for a child. There's no problem normally. So uh, the issue that I was raising was uh, in this scenario was well, working doesn't negate parenting. Everybody works these days, and we all have to work because uh, our society has changed in the past. It used to be that one person would work and would provide for everybody. And uh, I have to also, from time to time, check to make sure, I'm sorry, there is nobody from, from our meeting is outside because of the. Uh, so um, basically, uh, I um, had to explain that time has changed, and now... Uh, both pa- both parties can work, and uh, there is no, uh, there's nothing impeding uh, or preventing one party from being able to parent because of their job. They get daycare, they get they get babysitter, they get childcare, and that's done. It's just the way it works. If they are young, they go to preschool, and after preschool is daycare. And if they're older, they go, you know, to from a school, they come home, and they just basically either have somebody who will look after them, another individual, until they are old enough or responsible enough, or engage them with different activities so they're not home. That's basically how it's, how it's done. So um, I, I assume everything was, was finished, but later on I, I got a call that the that, that, you know, individual felt that they understood it because they're in conflict, that maybe, you know, uh, you know, I am not being heard because the other person doesn't let me hear, you know, be, to- be, be heard. And I would like to express that, you know, 
why do I have to go get a job? And that was not the purpose of the discussion. But the perception was because when you're dealing with emotion, high emotion, especially in being getting, going through divorce, everything that a party says may come as an attack at times. And a person becomes defensive. At times, it may be attack because maybe that's where they are. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is in a good, high, old, you know, place, smiling and happy. There are people who are not happy. And we understand that that's just normal, right? Um, so normal because that's what we see. I mean, hopefully it won't be normal in the near future, but it is normal now. So, um, so basically, um, instead of expressing what the mis, mis, um, misguidance or misperception, it became a huge problem because has gone taught about it for a while and brewed over it, and then it became an emotional outburst. Oh, I, I, am I being asked to go get a job? I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> and that was, that was the subject. So this is just a minor. It could be much more uh, extensive. It could be, um, let's say, parties talking about, um, again, I'm going to use the subject of custody because that's easier for me to do. Um, let's say uh, custody parties are communicating about um, child uh, visitations and uh, one party says, well, please you know, make sure that the clothing and all the child's uh, items are there when I pick up the child so I don't have to wait for an hour for everything to be ready. The other party, instead of me perhaps realizing that, you know, the delay and keeping the other party waiting is not nice, maybe think, oh, you're attacking me, and turn it around and try to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm always on time, you're late. So then to- the topic changes, it becomes who is late, who is not late, and before you know, the two parties are having a quite a huge um, um, argument. I don't know any 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 scenario that you want to say, you know say things that could happen and how you you know things that you think that is happening and how we can rectify it because I want to give examples and then talk about how to deal with it. So, in the first scenario, I I suggested to the other party to speak out, to speak out when something like that comes, and if you are not understanding what is being said, ask. Say you know I'm not clear. Are we talking about me getting a job or are we talking about parenting? And then let it be clarified because if you're not clarified, then you're going to go with this misconception and then you're going to deal with that thought process for a while and then become unhappy or uh, concerned. Uh, With the second party, uh, when a party starts responding in a negative, saying that, well, why, uh, you know, you're always late, instead of responding back and trying to get into that subject, step away. That would have been the subject that I would tell him. Step away. You were talking about being ready so I can pick up. If the other party says you're late, what is happening here? There are two parties getting engaged into an argument, correct? So getting engaged in an argument that is not pleasant is uh, not going to uh, get result in any resolution between the two of them because one of them, the other person is going to respond to that, correct? So the step away would be, okay, the other person is reacting, is being defensive. So what I said made that party defensive. If you have to deal with that person on a regular basis, then it is better to learn how to communicate so the other person is not triggered. Mm-hmm. Because if it's triggered, then we're going to have this, this road every day taking it, correct? So um, the best way is to learn 
how to communicate with the other party. It's not about the other party is stupid not getting it, okay? The issue is I'm doing it for me because if I learn to communicate better, then I don't have to deal with that individual. It's not the issue of the other individual is just doing this to me or why am I have to deal with this? Well, you're dealing with it because until you learn how to deal with this person, because once you do learn how to deal with this person, then you no longer have to deal with them. It's as simple as that. Why do I say you don't have to deal with them? Because whatever they say no longer triggers you. So I'll give you another example. I am um, going to give you um, something maybe personal. It would be easier. Um, let's say I have a conversation with my mom. And my mom has a way of triggering me. Or used to, not anymore, but in the past. Used to trigger me. It could have been simple things, you know. How are you? Oh, good. You gained so much weight, you know. Or, or um, oh, I see your kid is getting fat. Or something that is not nice. And uh, you're listening to that. And, and Or, okay, well, you know, would you like food? No, I don't want to eat. You know, what is the point of eating? I'm, I'm feeling miserable. You guys are all doing your thing. I'm alone. I'm just giving an example, an exaggeration example of what could possibly go wrong, okay? So this goes on and on and on. And you are in this dynamic of feeling um, victimized, feeling uh, this negative projection coming at you at all times, and uh, feeling desperate to leave, desperate to not be in that position in in, in the same situation. But once I was able to see that the other individual who, I mean, in this case, we said it was, let's say, my mother, and the other individual is someone close, and he or she doesn't really, she's just being herself, and it is not anything to do with how I am thinking she's trying to make me feel. It has to do with how she communicates. If she did know how to communicate better, she may have done so. But she really is not incapable because that's how, that's a degree of a communication that is coming. So there are two options, either to boycott that person and not have anything to do with them, or to learn to communicate with that person in a way that it doesn't negatively affect me, it doesn't make me feel bad, it doesn't make me victimized. It doesn't make me uh, feel like I want to go and, and hit my head to the wall. Okay, So the way to do it, and this is what I learned from practicing, is to see for what she is. She doesn't know any better. She is who she is. I love this person. I care for this person. And I'm doing it for me. And if she's saying something instead of reacting, i got to understand where it's coming from. i got to understand maybe she doesn't... She really where her background is, where she's coming from. If I have that depth knowledge, which I usually do with their close relatives, then I can see where is this person coming from, what this, experience, what this person's experience has been, right? So seeing that, I'm no longer having this bar, this expectation of this person meeting my bar, expectation to be there at this level. Because I see this individual, this loving person, doing the best she can in her own way she may think she's helping by telling me that you're getting fat because she's hoping that I understand and feel bad and not eat anymore (laughs) or the child it's the way of thinking but do am I going to let that person's thinking 
bother me or am I going to learn how to communicate with that person without bothering me? And that's what I, I'm learning. I'm teaching that. Yes. Okay. Um, I hear what you're saying. Um, in my marriage, there were times when I had access to that higher level of thinking and other times when it just wasn't there. Um, stress response. Where is your brain for fighting a bear in a cave? Now let's say your spouse is coming down on you really hard, getting very critical as an example. There were times when, when I was triggered for my brain would go into fight or flight response, which is inappropriate for that situation. My IQ would drop about 30 points. Um, I would not be able to think straight really at all. And when that happens, to call amygdala hijacking, I think, in the neurology of it, um, all of my higher intelligence was just switched off. Part of my brain, for example, that would carefully decide whether I'm going to invest my discretionary income in small caps, mid caps, pork bellies, or Bitcoin, it's offline. And it's being there. Now, I know it's possible to do this, because I did it last fall. Um, I've had only real trauma that I had when I was a kid was just around water and, and near drowning about three times before I uh, turned six years, before I turned seven years old. And my mother eventually bribed me to learn how to swim. So being in the water was, re I reinterpreted being in the water to being a symbol of triumph as opposed to a symbol of imminent death. And I didn't really know this until I went whitewater rafting last fall mm -hmm. and went overboard in class four whitewater. And I'm being spun like a top and twirled like a baton in the water. And I spent enough time in the water so I knew when my head was out and when it wasn't, unfortunately, I had a life jacket on. I was able to breathe enough, and I kept my cool throughout the entire thing. Okay. Now, the other situations where uh, in my marriage, there were times when my wife would say something triggering, and I would know up here at the level of the neocortex that no emotion will kill me. No memory will kill me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm here. And catch, catch, catch. She's playing. She's having fun. She is, but she's causing problem too. She's chewing up. <laughs> What's she up to? <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, so, but I had no access to it. It was just like that part of my brain was shut offline and disabled. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing her in the same way as I might have seen in the Paleolithic era as a bear in my cave. Now, the only thing was threatened was my ego. 
There was no, no actual danger. That, it was much more danger when I was in that white water, quite frankly. But there's the, no ego, though. There's no ego there's no in ego. it. No, but that's the point is, is that the limbic system can't tell the difference between a threat to my ego and a threat to my survival. It says threat. Okay, so the threat of a divorce is along the same category as far as the limbic system is concerned. Right, to but, an assault with a with a knife. <laughs> but that's an emotional threat rather than like a physical threat, I think. Right. Well, so it, that's but that's the, the problem. Is the problem is the limbic system, the brain that switches you and that, that takes over the part of your brain that takes over and fight or flight response can't tell a difference between the two. This was taught to me by a meditation teacher years right. ago. And once that switch is flipped, um, it's very very hard because the stop switch is disabled out of that defensive process. And I still haven't, it's, it's, it's regaining the presence of mind to turn on the stop switch, as it were. Mm -hmm. And really, now there were times in my marriage when I actually did that. I mean, I was impervious to anything my wife would say to me. Other times, and I was off to the races. Well, that's normal what you're saying. I, I'm not saying it's not it normal. Happens, it's a human condition. Yes. Of, is it, yes. So, yes. My mantra is in, 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 in recovery, I work in, in addiction treatment, is uh, so what, now what? I'd like to be able to get to so what, now what? And, and the times when I get to it, I can think clearly. The times when I can't get to it, I don't think clearly. So I guess now we're going to talk about how you can always get clearly, and that's what I'm trying oh, to do. Oh, good, good. If you've got some tips on that, that'd be great. <laughs> yes, I do, and that's, that's what I'm, I'm going to talk about. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this meeting, if this is one of the sessions, we are going to be talking about how to do that. Um, number one is when you are hearing something that is hurting your ego, because ego is identity, is what we, are, yeah. we recognize to be. And so it's really hard to separate from ego because ego is our survival skills as well as what we consider everything about ourselves to be. In the so, world, yeah. yeah. In this world, in this yeah. physical world. So, so uh, saying that, once we are being told unkind words, you know, and uh, profanity or things like you're, I'm giving an example, like you're stupid or you're, you're incompetent or you're this or you're that, those are can be triggered at times and since a lot of them has to do with also our childhood because uh, what we have experienced during our childhood through our either parents or friends or society or community or, or whatever background that we had those terms brings about or resonate to us as we, as as ringing truth because we can recognize the same thing being told or said to us uh, many times before. So that's why it hurts even more because you're having this relationship with somebody completely different and now you're hearing those terms again, terms that nobody knew or you didn't think this person and now this person is saying that to you. The reality is, from my point, reality that I see, is it is what you make it, really. So either you accept what is projected to you, consider that as your own own it, 
own it, meaning if this is what it says, it must be true. I'm, I'm, you know, I must be stupid, okay? Because, you know, I married you, I must be stupid, okay? Mm-hmm. So, either we see it at that term, or we really go and say, why is this triggering me? Which is what I do. Why is this triggering me? And then I think about it. What is in it that is that far? Okay. (laughs) But you can. If I get that far, I I I can I can regain my balance if I can get that far. But the whole thing is getting that far to where the rational brain asks that question. But that's the idea. The moment you start getting a knee the knee uh, jerk reaction to just respond, that's when you have to tell yourself no. It comes very fast because it's a reaction. Well, that comes fast. The problem is that the, the, the rational brain is slow and deliberate. The, uh, the limbic system is very fast. Try to do deep breathing. Mm-hmm. When at the beginning, when you're doing this, deep breathing would help. Once you are learning it, you don't need a deep breathing because you're already there. So it may take a little while, and you may even lose a little bit, but you immediately regain yourself. It's actually beautiful because. Once you go through this process from being where you are to where you're going, and you get to a point where you actually could lose your temper and say, I did not say that. And then then you laugh at yourself, what the heck was that for? And then you're done. That was it. And then it doesn't matter how much comes, you just just see the humor in it because it no longer affects you. So what happens is that the trigger point is no longer your trigger point. By figuring out why what you heard bothers you, okay, somebody says you're stupid, I'm saying, well, okay, because everybody says my mom said mine was stupid, you know, when I was a kid, I thought I was a stupid, I, you know, I was stupid, yeah, I gotta be stupid, I'm mad, you know. Then, and it's all about, oh, and then I go through the, I say I, just as an example, I go through this victimization that I must be stupid, look at my life, and then go on and on and on. There is no longer a conscious thought. I'm not going through yeah. complete uh, cycle of what is wrong with me. There is no longer being good enough, being uh, complete enough, being sane enough. So anything I do is okay because at that stage, I don't see myself to be good enough to do anything good. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it is, it is a really interesting situation because the emotion is coming. You feel it in your body comes through you, you feel the heat, and then you're out there. You are responding. And respond is quick, but it never resolves right away. It comes back, and then it goes on and on and on. And after you're completely spent, you really don't know what, what the heck you were doing, why you were doing it, because you know the other person doesn't re- kind of understand, or where you are with that person, that, that dynamic is not gonna go away. So the only thing, that keeps you away from it is you're recognizing that I am getting angry and I shouldn't be angry. Why am I getting angry? So start asking yourself, why am I getting angry? Because you said I'm stupid. Oh, okay. But do I really care what this person says? Do I believe this person saying, you know, whatever it says is truth? No. Then why the heck are you angry? Okay. Maybe it's deeper. Maybe. Yes. Okay, maybe when you say that you are helping someone, you're, you're trying to, no, well, scratch that, when you are thinking about 
how you're communicating with that person that this person is unable to see you from the same level you want to communicate with that person then you can't go down to their level and start communicating in the same way they are communicating with you so if the other person tells you you're stupid and you go on back on and say no you're stupid no you no you are stupid no you are more stupid then what are you're not accomplishing anything so deep breathing can help also if you meditate regularly and I really say that if you regularly meditate every single day I promise you the way you react completely changes you will have um, quite a time delay and it's very interesting because with meditation your body you have a time delay so when the person says something to you it's not a new you know there is no right away reaction you actually have a moment in between and that moment is what you recapture and capture and keep it because that's the moment you're going to tell yourself okay what is happening to me what is happening to me you're going to have to ask yourself why this triggers me because once you once you discover what triggers you it no longer can trigger you so let me get you this let's say as a child i'm being told i'm stupid constantly so so when let's say in our scenario example my mom says you're stupid i accept that because i've been stupid all my life right so it comes okay and i have accepted that in the back of my mind i'm saying no i'm not but somewhere deep 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 down there i think i'm stupid okay Mm -hmm. once you recognize this comes from all that remember the memory of all the stupidity and yes you have done things that were stupid and now you remember them in color Remember the things you did? You took this thing that day and everybody found out and, you know, you make fun of you and that was bad. Shameful. Shame, blame, guilt, all that. Mm -hmm. All rush in. Once you recognize all of that, then you say, but, you know, I am happy with what I am. I'm okay. I may not be Einstein, but I think I'm smart enough. And I'm happy with what I am. If they think I'm stupid, that's fine. It's their problem. It's their perception. I no longer think that I am the person they think I am. I'm going to look at myself the way I see myself. Me, I am this competent person that I see. I'm this kind person that I see. This loving person that I see myself to be. With whatever deficiency that other may think that I have, fine. I'm okay with it. That's their perception. I don't have to accept that. I don't have to adapt that as mine. I don't have to own it. Once you do that, you release this pent-up emotion that you have from feeling inferior, from feeling being walked down, you know, talked down, from feeling that you have not been heard, from feeling that you have been victimized all the time because you no longer accept yourself to be victimized by anyone once you put the victimization mentality aside they don't have any role in who you are you are who you are you're happy with it you're not happy with it i'm sorry for you i mean not i'm not even going to say i'm sorry because there is no reason to be sorry that's their perception there's a guy on youtube of course um talking about the media and mind control Mm -hmm. and 
one of the things he was saying was you can tell when they're engaging in mind control because they're making you angry. And so now when I listen to the news and I start seeing myself getting angry, I've got to stop, okay? I know now I'm, a, I'm, being, I'm being a victim of mind control. And knowing that I'm a victim of mind control immediately dissuades the anger. And I can actually listen to them objectively and maybe they might have a point and maybe, they, maybe they're just trying to deceive me. Whatever it is though, it puts me in the point where just being known that I'm being manipulated takes the truth out of a lot of people's manipulative statements. Uh, sorry, I, two people, maybe. Okay. One person got car trouble, and just want to make sure I'm not. People, I told them if they're late to let yeah, me know. I, I want to make sure I'm not ignoring people. Just, just gonna respond to what he said. Before I go there, hop, hop. do you all watch TV a lot? No. Okay. More like YouTube type of thing. I do like YouTube. Now oh, yeah. I'm going alternative media almost okay. 100%. Like now. that's like my TV app yeah. for like meditation. That is, yeah. that is really good. Yeah. What, what I was trying to say was that the way the media is right now broadcasting the information, it's so much based on creating fear, insecurity, mm-hmm. lack, that when you're watching TV, you come out of it, you feel completely drained. Even if you had a good emotion, it's already gone because you're always seeing all these people coming in and talking about the doomsday, either here, there, or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. There is no news about something good. If it's something good that they're bringing out, they're actually bringing negativity with it too. So you're, yeah. you're not really getting what you need to be getting. There is no balance. So people who are watching TV a lot, they are seeing so much catastrophe, drama, all this opinion coming by other people saying how doomsday or what's going to happen. You don't really have any, by the time you turn it off, this is all is going in your brain. Your thought, your brain is full of all this information and you keep regurgitating it, keep thinking about it, going on and on and mm-hmm. on and on. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why. It keeps happening. Yeah. And we, we sleep with the thoughts, we wake up with the thoughts. So and the, the dream world we have is all about that thoughts. So once you clear yourself from all these um, mind-boggling, uh, useless uh, dramas... Or downright destructive, actually. That's true. Yeah, they are. It, it can be, yes. So once you stop that, you can sleep well. And once you sleep well... You don't have any trauma or drama before you're going to bed. So you have a good night of sleep. So when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like you just, you know, you denied your sleep or you didn't yeah. sleep well or you just feel so tired or drained or you don't want to go and do anything. Because that comes from the night before. Because you started your night bad, not right. One way to do it, take 10 minutes meditation before you go to bed. Just close your eyes in bed. And just say, I'm going to meditate. And if you can, put the music in your ear if you have to. Something solo, you know, sound. Just listen to chirping birds. Something that you like. And let that be. In the morning when you wake up, if you have a pet, hug him in the morning Mm -hmm. before you get up. Hug him and kiss him. That emotional love exchange between the two 
it is so refreshing. That's how you boost yourself. Mm. So you start your day better. These are little <coughs> tricks, but they are they actually work. Work beautifully. So be conscientious and separate yourself from victimization mentality by changing the way you think about yourself. That's what needs to be done. Mm. When you think some someone did something to you and um, you still keep thinking about it, well, you still have it in your system. It's not gone from your system. So you have unprocessed trauma again, unprocessed victimization that is ongoing. You don't want that, separate yourself from it. You have a power to choose what to think and how to think. This is the only thing you really have full control over. Although, you are going against your brain wanting to constantly, because that's our programming, constantly lead us into other thinking. So let's say something bothered you at work, you're walking, coming in, you're driving, and then you're bound to see other things going to bother you because you never let go of what bothered you before. So then you're continuously having issues coming along the way. You come to a meeting, you're not happy about what's happening or something is not fulfilling because you're still not letting go from others. So it keeps continuing all the way. Is it like a domino effect? The more, thank you, you're giving such a loving, loving <laughs> attention to, to Aspen. Is she listening? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, is no, she doing okay. that? No, it's fine. No, she's Aspen, no chewing. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, it, it, it all has to do with how you can control yourself. Because if you don't, then you gave your control to something else. It could be either um, your environment, your friends and family, media, whatever it is that is taking control over your thinking process. Um, Don't forget that we all, as an individualized unit of consciousness, we are this individualized sentience. We have complete power and control over ourselves. So if a person triggers us, it's not them triggering us. It's us triggering ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says something nasty to me, I'm giving my power to that person by reacting to them. It's really, that's what it is. So it's thanks to them, they're so powerful that they can do that to me. That's what I say. So divorce, trauma from separation, from bad relationships, those if we are getting drained into um, continuously having this emotional up and up and down with these individuals, that is because we don't really appreciate who we are and what we are, and we are letting the other individuals or individual telling us who we who are, we are and yes. what we are. We buy into that yes. Not only we buy into it, we actually completely own it and be and and behave exactly as they expect us to so if somebody says you're you know you're you know belligerent become belligerent so that's what happens you don't want to be that person don't be that person because you are not don't accept it don't accept somebody else's negative projection sorry i think it's actually like the sweetest i got i got a really cute dog who's really 
can be a huge <laughs> distraction. So um, then uh, the other thing that um, I think that most of the people who have uh, most of the people that we could call them as being masters or teachers that we have read books about and uh, read their work, they are trying to help us to have a deeper understanding and help us to break away from these limitations and the construct of our mental programming. And that's what they are trying to do and by writing and giving us guidance. There are many people who are writing really good books and providing information. And I'm sure you have been reading because you're here. So you're obviously seeking and you're trying to improve, which is what we all do to the day we die. So um, just keep that in mind and uh, try to consider that what is coming to you is you don't have to own it. Take a deep breath if it helps you a few times. Uh, if um, it is still uncontrollable, maybe you, you may have to at the beginning have few outbursts until you get there. But you will get there. Mm. But you have to keep it up. Uh, do more meditation. The more meditation you do, honestly, it reduces your, your, your rate of reaction. It totally reduces the reaction. So somehow it mellows. Mm-hmm. And by being mellow, you are uh, not able to react anymore. You just kind of, after a while of doing it a few months, you kind of wonder when the person is angry at you, what is, what is making them so angry? Because you don't understand it anymore. It's the way you are, where you are, the peace that you create for yourself in your bubble, because it is your bubble. It's my universe, actually. It's your bubble. You can do whatever you yeah. want with your bubble. So if you want your bubble to be chaos, you create a chaos. If your bubble needs to be uh, your ex-wife saying nasty things, then that's your bubble. You don't want that. You disassociate yourself from it. But by disassociate, doesn't mean that you don't have to talk to the person. Sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes you have to talk to them. So what you do, you learn. Because once you learn how to talk to them, once you learn how they're not going to affect you, once you learn how they're not going to trigger you, that was the whole purpose of the whole journey for you. By learning to do that, then nobody else can. Because then the next person who comes around cannot possibly be as bad as the other person who was able to trigger you that easily. So you learn to control yourself. You learn to be in charge of yourself. You learn to be the sovereign being that you are. And that's what it's all about, is learning to go through your journey in a more conscious way. Reaction is not conscious way of acting. It's just a reaction. One of the things that has helped me a lot, and I still haven't taken advantage of it fully, is that a few years ago, um, when I was headed towards my divorce, it was about two or three years before it actually happened, I faced my worst emotional pain. I had no choice, literally had no choice. I considered committing suicide, but then a little voice says, how do you know that if you go through this, it's gonna take away your pain? Odds are that it won't, because the pain is not in my body. 
and I had to face it. I mean, it was like I was held down and waterboarded with it, and I came out of about five minutes of wondering what I was going to do. It was gut-wrenching, and it reminded me of recovering from abdominal surgery without the sharpness of the physical pain. And I thought I should have been dead, and I wanted to be dead, but wait a minute, I'm still here. And I know that, and so it helps a lot to know that no emotion and no memory is lethal in and of itself. The memories may be of near lethal events, possibly, childhood trauma and whatnot. They all are trapped emotions and can be yeah. released. Uh, there is nothing really lethal unless you make it lethal to yeah. you. So unless you own it to be lethal, unless you think of it as so. Otherwise it's not. It's trapped emotion that can be released once you recognize what it is and where it's yeah. coming from. So the way out of yeah. it is through it. The way out of it is to, to understand it. To understand yeah. it where it's coming from. Once you understand it, you understand that when it, where it came to lodge within you, you realize it was such a, you know, like your child, when you were a kid, you were doing this, somebody told you you're stupid, and you're now realizing, and I carried that. Or, and then I heard that, when I had this school function, I did this and that. Then you realize you go through all these traumas that you had and you lodged them in you because at the time it was really hurtful. It was, it was, it was just hurtful emotion that wasn't uh, processed. And this unprocessed emotion trauma stayed with you. Then you went through it step by step. The next and the next and the next one. It's asking. So that's basically what caused it. But you need to find out what is causing it. You need to visit that. It may not be pleasant, but it helps you to understand why you think that way about yourself. And then once you realize where it's coming from, then you no longer should be seeing yourself the same way because unless you adapt that perception. If you don't adapt it, then you know you are complete. There's no difference between you and her or her or me. We all are complete human beings coming here. The create, creator created a good one. Just what we want to do with it is an, and it's basically an, on our own hands. So. so, thank you, everyone. I don't know if anybody questions nothing. We're good. Yeah, this is all something I, I, I know and need to be reminded of constantly. Mm -hmm. Constant reminded because I can forget it just like that when my brain goes into that... Um, response. Your brain goes where you want it to go. So if you decide it's gonna go to fight and flight, that's where it's gonna go. If you don't want to, you can just talk to yourself, calming yourself down. Going there, I can catch myself in the act and pull myself out. Talk to yourself. Say, hey, what's going on? Okay, let's take a deep breath. News now too. When I get to the point where the news or something is making me angry, I I get the point now where I can do a reset of it. Say, wait a minute, this is mind control, what's really going on here and whatnot. And I'm being manipulated. Okay, so big deal. Somebody's trying to manipulate me. And immediately change it. And Start no longer, putting a music. Yeah, I'm no longer manipulated by it at that point. Just oh. by knowing it's manipulation, I'm no longer manipulated by True. it. True. I'm no longer angry at it. And maybe cut Some the amount 
cut the amount of time you're watching news. So put yeah. more put more music because news is just repeating the same thing different ways. Yeah. So if you do a snip of five minutes, you got your whole day news if you need to. The rest of them you don't need, really need to listen. Yeah, it's true. all other people's opinion and the same anchor now become an expert. Now they're expert expressing their opinion. Another person comes who is paid by a different party and wants to express an opinion. The next person, they're just yeah. bashing. This is all. It's just entertainment. Yeah. Don't get involved in it if you, if it doesn't feed you if it doesn't if it doesn't make you feel good, go t- towards um, programs that it makes you feel good about living and doing what you're doing, enjoying your life. You don't you know be meant to have a yeah. good life. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you, everyone. <laughs>